Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. This is the day which the Lord has made. It's sweet sometimes to take a moment and watch people and think that everybody is chasing. Everybody is chasing something. Everybody is pushing, journeying somewhere. Many people don't know what they're chasing, and their lives are spinning, aimless. Many of them are chasing things that will not last. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Many of those things, of course, are not bad in and of themselves. But outside of the frame of reference, they become meaningless and distractions. The middle chapters of St. Luke's Gospel, we see Jesus turning, turning his gaze to Jerusalem and journeying there pushing, pushing through resistance, pushing with his teachings, his miracles. And many of his teachings are the, are the dearest parables that we can, we can think about. The mustard seed, the leaven, the great supper, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the prodigal son. These should bring tears to our eyes We should know them like the backs of our hands, and they should soften our hearts, reminding us of God's love. And the great cost, the great cost that he paid for us, and that we pay in return to receive the free gift of salvation. And today we have the marvelous parable of Lazarus, Lazarus and the rich man not to be confused with the real Lazarus, who was the one that our Lord raised from the dead. But I think that they are not unrelated. I think that parable was foreshadowing that resurrection. All of these parables are parables of the kingdom. Our Lord is trying to demonstrate through stories that will stick who is the king and how we can become, finally, perfectly, how we can become his subjects. He's journeying to his royal city, and he's trying to take us along with him. He's redirecting our aimless energy, or our lame pursuits, redirecting them to the only thing that's worthy of humanity, the only thing that will endure to eternal deeds, eternal gifts, eternal being. This beautiful parable has many themes, many points of correction and instruction for us. I want to gloss over a few of them. We think quickly that riches and poverty, we see them We think that 
riches are necessarily bad. In the gospel, the rich man is always in trouble. We think that poverty is necessarily good. But in fact, the church fathers have a deeper view. And they say that both have their potential blessings. The rich have the opportunity to imitate God's providence, God's generosity. And the poor have the opportunity to grow in patience and imitate our Lord's self-emptying love. St. Ambrose of Milan, the great bishop, the great theologian, the great poet, said, not all poverty is holy, and not all riches are criminal. But luxury disgraces wealth, as holiness commends poverty. Luxury disgraces wealth, as holiness commends poverty. Let that sting you a little bit. The rich man celebrated throughout the town, party after party, ended up being forgotten. His name is not even mentioned. St. Augustine says it's because his name was not written in the book of life, because he had his reward. He had his reward already. That rich man was worse than a beast because at least the dogs licked Lazarus' sores. But that poor man whose name was unknown, his name is written in the book of life. His name is eternal. We are all chasing. We are all pushing, pursuing something. And yet something is pursuing us. Death is coming for us all. Death is the great equalizer. I know it's a cheery Sunday morning. I'm wearing my Paschal vestments in anticipation of the funeral. But death is on our minds today because this is what the gospel presents us. Death is on our minds today because we miss Larry. We still see him laid out here. Why was his funeral glorious? He was a wonderful man who loved God. His riches were not material riches. His riches were the people in his life, were his patience, his prayer. And this is exactly what the funeral service tries to do. Look in the grave and you will come to know what true riches and true beauty are. As some of you know, I'm very much confronted with this in my life these days, caring for my father, who's hopefully not, but perhaps at death's door. All of us are at death's door. Very fragile condition. And it's been, it's been a world of temptation. The devil has been shooting his arrows at me, his flying darts, flaming darts a world of temptation, that life is meaningless, that this is nothing, everything is vanity. 
the only thing that matters. And it's true that everything is vanity, unless, of course, Christ's love and light and life are shining through, and then everything is meaningful. What are the eternal realities of our lives? What is really worth our time? The only thing really worth our time is what will last forever, what will last outside of time. What is worth our attention? It's only the people. It's only loving people. What's worth our investment? Fleeting pursuits, endless luxuries, all of these things are worthless. The only thing that matters is virtue. Everything else will vanish. And by virtue, I mean love in particular. God's love prompting our love. God's love inflaming our love. God's love poured out, overflowing in our love. Don't forget that you are eternal. You are eternal. And God loves you with an eternal love. So what does this mean practically in our lives? This means that we have to love God with all our mind, with all our soul, with our strength, the one I missed, and love our neighbors as ourselves. We have to cultivate love in our heart. We have to rip out the root of sin in our lives. How do we do this? St. John of Damascus gives us a quick rundown. This will be very quick. How to destroy the eight passions or how to correct them. He says you can correct gluttony by self-control. You can correct unchastity, lust, by cultivating a desire for God and longing for the blessings that are held in store. You can correct avarice by compassion to the poor, by giving alms. Everything is the opposite, right? You can correct dejection, despair, by focusing on spiritual joy, You can correct listlessness, just not wanting to do anything. By patience and perseverance, offering thanks to God for the opportunity at hand. You can correct vainglory by doing your good works in secret and constantly praying with a contrite heart. And finally, you can correct pride by not judging or despising anyone, and by considering yourself the lowest of all, the least of all men. And if you do this, if your mind is freed, your heart is transformed, 
When the day comes for your departure from this life, you will be received into the kingdom of heaven. And the light of the Holy Trinity will shine through you in glory through all eternity. Brothers and sisters, don't settle for less than heaven. Don't settle for less than than the best. Don't waste your time in all these details. Unless, of course, the details are important for God's work, for serving, protecting, providing for your family. Not as ends in themselves, but as means, as steps along the journey to the kingdom of heaven. We have to push. Just as our Lord is pushing us, we have to push. If we are tired, say, Lord, give me strength. I don't want to be tired on this journey. If our eyes are dark, Lord, enlighten my eyes. Give me vision to serve you with whatever days I have left. Lord, thank you for this day. If it's my last, let it be like my first. Let me glorify you with every ounce of energy that I have, along with the saints and the angels. Amen. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, visit us online at st-philip.net.